This is Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Welcome to Leadership in Motion. In this episode, we'll discuss developing a creative work culture. Now, to me, this is this seems like a very fun episode. It, it really is when you really think about it. Now, you have to think about it. What is creativity? Creativity is the process of taking two or more concepts and ideas and developing a new solution to an old problem or a challenge. In other words, it's basically taking things at random, just taking things to actually solve something. Usually it's maybe how to increase productivity, how to increase a process, or trying to make things a little bit better within the workplace. Be creative, find different ways and ideas of, and, and I really, really enjoy, enjoy this whole entire thought because I, I love trying to be creative. Uh, there was a survey of folks, and I, I remember seeing this where um, this individual was asking his audience, and I guess it was like about 200 people, maybe 300 people in the audience, to close their eyes. Close your eyes, and if you thought that you were a very creative person, raise your hand. So from about two or 300 people, just about everybody raised their hand. And when he told the folks to go ahead and open your eyes, about half of them lowered down their hands. Because for some odd reason, we're kind of like, you know, think that being creative, people are going to think that we're lazy. People are going to think that we're constantly daydreaming or that we're kind of childish or something like that. But that's the opposite. The opposite is actually true because being creative is, is totally awesome. That means that you have an open mind to different thoughts and ideas and you can actually formulate things in your mind. So it's nothing, nothing to be embarrassed about. So if your child is constantly daydreaming and he's constantly thinking about different things and, you know, promote that. That is just a beautiful, beautiful thing. There was a survey conducted with 1,600 CEOs from around the world. When asked, what's going to be the key to success in the future? 60% of them said creativity. We need to be more creative in order to be successful in the future. And if you think about it, nobody succeeds on doing the same thing over and over again, keeping the status quo. No, companies that are successful are the companies that were innovative, that were creative, that actually thought outside the box and actually came up with different ideas. If you think about it, and of course, we always talk about Microsoft, they're Microsoft and iPhones and uh, Steve Jobs, they were always thinking outside the box. They were always like, what can I do different? How can I make this better? Creativity is going to be the, the key to success. And it doesn't matter what organization you're in. If, if you're a bank teller somewhere and you're thinking about a better way of maybe processing maybe transactions or something, well, maybe we don't need paper for people to fill out paper. We can just do this at the window. Or, or if you're like a car mechanic and find, hey, you know what? We can do like maybe a drive-through type of, you know, park and, and lube, change your tires, or whatever the case may be. You come up with different ideas, different thoughts. And the thing about it is, is that nobody has a market on creativity. Absolutely nobody. You have just as much creative thoughts 
as you actually think about it. You're, you're no different than anybody else. Everybody can actually have brand new thoughts and be very creative given the opportunity. So don't be afraid about thinking about different things to do. Now, when you think about things, you think about what's the difference between challenges and problems when you think about creativity. Now, challenges are great because challenges are constructive. People actually think about, okay, what can I do? They motivate people. They challenge people. They challenge your will. They challenge your your physical ability. They, phys- they challenge your mental ability. While problems are destructive, they basically demotivate their obstacles. They basically hinder innovation. So if you're in an organization and somebody says, hey, you know what, we got a lot of problems in this organization, does that motivate you? Because it really doesn't motivate me. You know, when somebody's telling me, oh, yeah, we have this much problems, we have that problem, we have this, this, and this, and that. But if somebody were to ask you, hey, and actually say to you, we got a lot of challenges in this organization. We got a lot of maybe logistics challenges and how to get this done or that done. Now, that really motivates you because it's a challenge. What can you do to actually improve it? What can you do? So what happens is when you hear the word challenge, you know, we always think about if you were in high school on a, on a tra- track and field team or something, and people are always challenging you to, to run faster, jump higher, do this, and this. We're always up for a challenge. And, and I'm sure if I were to challenge you, challenge you to maybe a bicycle race or, or anything, right, you'd be up for it. Yep, let's do it. Let's go ahead and try this. And that. But if somebody says, hey, you know, this, we got a real problem here and stuff, you know, we need to get from here to here, uh, you know, that really kind of like it drains your energy. While challenges, challenges actually give you energy to actually move forward. So you got to think about it. Uh, one of the misbeliefs and myths about being creative is that some people think that you need to be an expert. So, well, you know, I'm not an expert at this and this and that. Well, you know what? You don't have to be an expert at anything to be creative. Experts don't have, you know, the... the knowledge that everybody else has they may have a lot of knowledge and skills at one particular thing but sometimes they're not very creative because they're solely focused on one process of an organization or business or a process while somebody else can come in and say hey you know what maybe you should do this and this and this because they're thinking outside the box you don't have to be an expert at something to actually try to come up with solutions that will work so that's something else that you got to take a look at. The biggest thing that kills creativity within a workplace, and I'm sorry to say it, is management. Management. Management's attitude, for the most part. I remember hearing of a manager who told their worker, I don't pay you to think. Whoa. How much creativity, how much energy, how much thought you know, problem solving, anything that you get, what are you going to do for this organization? Probably not much because management killed that person's motivation to actually do anything. Management actually puts time constraints on things. 
okay, we need you folks, right, to come up with an idea to do this and this and this by 6 o'clock. And it's about 4.45 right now, so, you know, you need to get up. No, don't put time constraints on people to think of creative ways of solving problems. Time constraints actually hinders creativity. And that's what management does. Management also overstructures things. Okay, where are you going to come up with an idea? And then so Joe over here is going to go ahead and take it over to the board over here. And this person, this committee, and that person is going to go ahead and do it. Whoa, slow down, Skippy, because that's not going to happen. That's not going to work. You're creating more obstacles that people are not going to be open-minded. Or, and they cannot be working under that type of pressure. So they can be over constructive they can also be micromanaging micromanaging the whole entire process so if you put together a team and you told them okay you need to go ahead and let's try to see what we can do about doing this but you're there over their shoulder saying well you know that's not going to work well that's not we tried this in the past don't micromanage people when they're trying to be creative let them go ahead and do whatever brainstorming activity they need to actually do. Okay, and it doesn't matter who gave the idea or what the idea is. Well, maybe, uh, okay, well, how about a truck? If we had our own truck to do uh, deliveries or this and that. Well, you know, no, you know, a truck costs too much. No, don't micromanage the process. Let people actually think outside the box. Let their brain start to, to work and actually come up with different things. That's one of the, another main problem that management does when it comes to creativity to kill creativity management also talks about budget budget restraints well yeah that's going to be too expensive or that's well no i don't think we can we can afford this or that you know so you just basically totally killed the creative thoughts that people had when it comes to try to solve things without looking at the big picture oh yeah maybe in the in the short term yeah this is going to cost us a little bit but in the long term the return on the investment is going to really pay off. So management themselves have to be open-minded to new thoughts and ideas that can actually promote ways of resolving customer issues, which is something that everybody needs to actually take a look at. How to promote, how to promote creativity. And like I said, you have to pr- promote creativity by creating teams that have vision. People who know where we need to go, know how we need to get there and work together. They have to be open-minded. They have to trust each other. They have to be able to collaborate with each other. Okay, you know, I can, I can give a little bit here and if John does a little bit this and maybe Sue does this and that, you know, collaborate and stuff, right? They have to be able to go ahead and feel comfortable pushing boundaries. Okay, well, that's going to be kind of close. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get here to the, from the here to there or trying to get to this productivity goal or something. But you know what? Let's go ahead and give it a, a try. Another thing that we have to do is think about that being creative is not a, just a one-day thing. Okay, we're all going to get together. We're going to come up with trying a, a solution to, for this or this or that. Okay, it has to be a culture that is created, that is every day. Every single day, there's a challenge. Every single day, people need to be able to come up with new thoughts and ideas. And management needs to be receptive. Man- management needs to be able to say, hey, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. Go ahead and just put it together, and we're going to get together. And as a team, 
and come up and try to finalize it, fine-tune it, polish it up, and let's see what we can do with it. Another thing that management also needs to do to promote creativity within the workplace is teach their employees that failure is an option. Yes, be able to take risks. And you know what? That really didn't work out. We kind of thought it would, but it didn't work out because this and this happened. Okay, guess what? Then we just learned a different way of not doing something. Or we found alternatives to what we, what we can do. So failure is an option if you're going to experiment and grow, resolve problems, resolve any type of maybe customer service issues. Management has to be able to go ahead and provide people uh, the open opportunity, open-minded opportunity to actually create things, which is, you know, and I get so excited about creativity. I'm, I'm totally, totally for being, in, you know, open-minded and being creative. It's just such a, such a beautiful thing when you actually can think of different ways to actually solve issues that people, you know, could not in the past. One of the things that people think about when it comes to being creative and being innovative is that they feel that, well, maybe I can't do this. I don't know if I can do this and stuff, right? But when you really think about your past, you really think about your history, you think about yourself, think about yourself as a child. When you were a child, you can solve absolutely everything as long as you had paper and pencil, maybe a Crayola or something like that. You know, they'll put you in, you know, in your own little desk and you're drawing, you're thinking things out because you were challenging the status quo and because it, it really didn't matter. It just all those thoughts were just coming out of your, your head and it was totally awesome. You think about it, right? Maybe, maybe you drew a, a little picture, right? Where, where the sky was green and the grass was blue. And that was okay because you never really thought, you know, that it was wrong. Until somebody actually tried to, hey, you know what? No, no, that's kind of opposite. Okay, you know, the sky is blue, the green. No, don't hinder somebody's creativity because it, it's just a wonderful, beautiful thing when you think about how children think. So next time you're with a, your grandkids, your kids, look at the way they actually see the world. And sometimes, right, you, you think to yourself, God, I wish I can think like a child. This is such a beautiful, it's such a beautiful way of life, you know, because they have no concerns. So you need to be able to reach back on those childhood thoughts that you had as a child and come up with your creative style, which is totally, totally awesome. One of the things that I, I tell folks about is about my son. My, my son, Michael, he started by... When he started reading, we used to buy him books all the time, all the time. And, you know, he used to be into Percy Jackson. I'm not really sure about, you know, the books. I'm not really sure about the author. But he used to love these books. He used to, and, and I thought to myself, God, you know, he read this and this and that. So I remember one time, and we used to have to go to the bookstore like about every week buying books. So I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to buy him five, six books, no, no problem. This is going to keep him busy for about a month or so. And so we we bought the books, and about four or five days later, I asked him, oh, yeah, you know, how many books have you read? Or, I mean, you know, how far along you got? Well, I read them all. He read all those books. I'm like, oh, my God. So by the time he was 11 years old, 
he looked at me and said, Dad, I can write better than this. I was like, oh my God. And now thinking back, uh, it, it, was, it was such an amazing thing because his creative thoughts and ideas in his mind, and I guess a lot of it was because of the books that he was reading, the stories he, he was reading that actually you know, prompted you know, his, his creativity in his head. And I thought that was basically the books. So, so he was telling me he can write better than this. So I said, you know what? I'll tell you what. There's Mama's laptop over there. Go, go ahead and knock yourself out. That was when he was 11 years old. He's 22 years old, and he has not stopped writing since. He has published seven books. Published seven books already. And I'm just totally just blown away at how he's managed to keep his creative in mind, his creative, you know, uh, just thoughts into his writing, which is such a such a beautiful thing. I asked him not too long ago, what was it that actually helped you to be creative, to actually to write, to be able to express yourself written uh, like you do? And he told me that when he was 11 years old, and I always remember this, this is totally profound, and I'm just totally amazed by this. He said that he had a school teacher that in the classroom, he wrote down on the on the board a statement, and he wanted all the kids to finish this sentence. So the teacher wrote on the board, what if? That was it. Two words. What if? Very powerful words. So the teacher said, you fill in the rest. So he started writing. What if this? What if that? What is? And just kept on writing and kept on writing and has not stopped writing. And it's if it's a very powerful thought. If you think about it, what if it, it makes your head start, you know, starts everything cranking in there? Okay, what if this? What if that? What if I can do this? What if I can do that? What if the sky was green? And what if this grass was blue? What if, you know? Uh, maybe chicken spark or whatever the case may be it opens up your mind to different types of thoughts and ideas that you can fill in and it doesn't matter what you fill it in with one of the one of the awesome things that rap singers and hip-hop um, singers and songwriters actually do is they have the ability to take words at random put them together into a cohesive structure that creates beautiful music, a beautiful work of art of music. And that's being random. So when you think about the statement, what if, and you can actually add whatever words and come up with something cohesive, something that makes sense that people never really thought about, it's a beautiful thing. Now, if you're a leader within an organization and you want people to be more creative, within an organization? Are you trying to build maybe this creative team, maybe this creative culture? I tell you what, try this. One day on your dry erase board in that conference room without anybody seeing, just go ahead and write on there, what if, dot, dot, dot. And so the next time that people come into that room and they actually take a look at it, they, then so everybody will be like, what if what? <laughs> what if the, And people are like, well, maybe they are asking us, what if we can do? 
Let's see how much thought and conversation is created by just those two words within your organization. See the juices, you know, actually start to, to you know, pour out just thoughts and ideas, which is such a beautiful, you know, way of thinking about it. Another thing about creating creativity, creating creativity, sounds a little, a little bit redundant. Uh, another way of actually improving your creativity is to actually sleep on it. That, that's a technique that is 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 known out there to create to sleep on it. And I don't mean just go to sleep for eight hours. And, no, no. What, what I'm talking about, and this is something that happened to me. Like I remember one time I was at a job and I had to work on a certain locking device. So I took the device apart, and I'm thinking to myself, why isn't this device actually working? So I'm looking, okay, this pulls here, this pulls that, when the key is turned, this does this, this does that. And I'm looking at this for about an hour and a half. Okay, put it, take it apart, put it back together, take it apart, put it back together. And I can tell you, I could not figure out what it was that was keeping this lock from actually working. So I'm like, wow, God, what, what, I can't figure this out. I just can't figure this out. I can't see what's, what's happening. Just about that time, it was my lunch hour. So I went, I had my lunch. And one of the things that I like to do to, during my lunch hour, and folks that know me, you know, they, they know, oh, okay, well, Israel's taking his power nap. Okay, yes, I do take a power nap. I have 45 minutes for lunch, and for about a half an hour, I'll take a power nap. Take a power nap, wake up. So I went back to that, that locking device, and, I'm, and I opened it up, and I'm looking at it. Oh, wow, oops. This should go here. That should go there. This should actually turn here. And all of a sudden, within five minutes, I was able to fix this whole entire device. I was stuck on it for about an hour and a half. I could not figure out what was the problem. I took a nap. I came back to it. And all of a sudden, the solution was right there in front of my eyes that I could not see the solution to the problem. And I was able to fix it, and everything was awesome. I was like, wow, I could not believe that I could not see that before. Now think about it. How many problems, and I, like I said, I don't really like to use the word problems, or challenges within an organization that you have. Okay, get all the information, get all the facts, get all the everything that you need that could resolve the situation, okay, take a little nap, sleep on it. Because when you open your eyes again and actually take a look at the, the problem or the challenges that you have within the organization, all of a sudden maybe things might click. And you're going to say, like, oh, my God, this is what we should do. And, all, and then so you came up with the solution to the problem because you looked at it with a different perspective, a different eye. You looked at it maybe from a different angle or something. Your mind actually was like very receptive and actually was able to resolve the, the problem or the issue that, that you're trying to, to fix. So sleep on it. So that's, that's another tip that you can actually use when it comes to being cre creative and problem solving within your organization. But what I'm challenging you today is to, like I said, every day, work, rest, or play. Think about what if, what if, 
you can do this. What if you can do that? Think about outs- things outside the box that can actually help you and your organization. At, at home, too. Think about things that you can do. Be creative. Be creative. What, one statement that I always remember is that the world is a playground. The world is a playground. And we should all be playing. Think think outside the box. Challenge the status quo. Be creative. Be innovative. Just have fun with, with everything. And, and all these juices, these creative juices are going to pour out. Like I said, nobody has a monopoly on creativity. You can actually solve anything you know, and be very creative if you just put your mind to it. In fact, and sometimes just think random thoughts. Well, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do that. Because a lot of good ideas come by just random thoughts. I remember Steve Jobs one time, uh, and he was introducing this brand-new product. And he was wearing these pair of jeans that had a little pocket, a little pocket within the pocket, a little pocket within the pocket. And I remember seeing this video, and Steve Jobs was saying, you know, for years, we were always asking every time we wore these jeans, what's this little pocket for? And then so he introduced, uh, in fact, I'm not even sure, and I'm sure maybe somebody out there knows what it is, is this uh, Apple... Uh, MP3 player or or MP4, I'm not sure what what it was. It was a little tiny player that you can actually put into that little pocket within your pocket of your jeans. And I thought to myself, oh my God, you know that was so creative. He saw something, he had a vision, and he actually created this little i uh, i mini. I'm not sure. So I know somebody out there knows the name of it. It's one of the little. Remember that very first little tiny tiny MP3 player that plays music that actually just fit perfectly in that little pocket. So when you start looking at things from a different perspective, right, with a creative mind, you can come up with all sorts of ideas, which is such a beautiful thing to think about. I'd like to thank you very much for listening to my podcast. And if you'd like to drop us a line, our email is leadershipinmotion036 at gmail.com. I also ask you to go ahead and check out our Patreon page. And it's our goal to try to create a outreach program where we can go ahead and take leadership in motion to schools, churches, and actually teach millennials and Z generations different strategies of leadership and actually helping them to develop even their own creative, innovative ideas and styles as they move up within the, the workplace. I, I really enjoyed um, this, this, this subject of, of creativity, and I really hope that you can benefit from it. Um, there's a lot of information out there on the internet that you can actually take a look at and uh, and find out more about being creative. And don't forget, okay, nobody has a monopoly on it. So, you know, your thoughts and ideas and creativity is just as good as anyone else. Nobody's Nobody has a monopoly on it. Anyway, I'd like to thank you, and please subscribe. Please, please um, um, go ahead and Maybe do a review if you can. I'd really appreciate it. This is our 32nd episode. I'm so excited about it. Uh, Leadership in Motion now has been downloaded in 34 different countries around the world. I love that. Every time I take a look at where our listeners are from, I'm just so excited. Just so excited. People from around the world are actually tuning in, and uh, I really do appreciate it. And I wish you all the very, very best 
and hope to hear from you. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. This has been Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Please subscribe to our podcast.